and it it went very good. Unfortunately, I I went out at the boom, did all my painting during the the oil boom, and by the time I had my show, it was the bust. So oh, yeah. oil oil had went from one hundred and ten dollars a barrel to forty three dollars a barrel when I had my show, right. and so you know, wasn't this I'm going to sell everything that I painted, you know, but I, I sold enough to pay for the show. Keeping yourself motivated takes work. If you don't work out your body, you get fat. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, your source for inspiration and motivation to achieve your goals, empowering you one word at a time. Umar Jang is an author and a blogger, and he will get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is Motivational Voice Podcast, and this is Umar Jang. What would you do if you looked up and saw a toddler hanging precariously by the tip of his fingers on a four-floor balcony? This happened earlier this year. A four-year-old was about to fall to his death. Most people picked up their cell phones and dialed emergency services. Some started to film the event. But a 22-year-old man took swift action. He scaled the building and, with one hand, grabbed the four-year-old and pulled him to safety. This 22-year-old man came to be known as the Paris Spider-Man, a young immigrant from Mali whose quick action saved the life of a child. The French government gave him a medal, offered him a job in the emergency services and made him a French citizen. Before we jump into this podcast interview, I have a quick announcement to make. In the past few months, I have been approached by several listeners of the podcast who expressed an interest in one-on-one coaching. First of all, I just want to say thank you very much for listening and thank you for contacting me. It reminds me that you are listening and you are truly interested in the content that I'm putting together and that truly motivates me to want to continue to do this and to provide useful content to you, the listener. Anyway, after giving it a lot of thought, I decided to put together a live online public speaking workshop so you can attend online in the comfort of your home completely free. This is the first of a series of live workshops that I will be doing to help you take a step closer to improve your life and your career skills to reach your goals. When you attend this online training, you are going to learn tips and strategies on how to be a better public speaker and specifically you will learn how to become more confident so that you can give a speech or a presentation that retains your audience's attention from beginning to end and how to avoid using filler words like ah, um, which can take away from your message when you're giving a speech. I will also show you how to prepare your speech, how to tame your nerves, and if you are giving a presentation, what you should include depending on your audience. Now, whether you are a complete beginner or you already give speeches at work for leadership teams or in front of your clients, I will give you the help and guidance you need to be more confident and a better speaker. To sign up for this free online workshop, you can go to umarjang.com forward slash workshop. That's uh, umarjang.com forward slash workshop. I am really excited to be offering this free online training and I cannot wait to meet you. And once again, thank you very much for, for approaching me and for contacting me. 
about one-on-one -on -one coaching, this will be an opportunity for me to offer more help to more people. Now let's get into today's episode. This podcast episode is about two stories that run in parallel. The first one is the story of a very talented man, Joe Burns, who went back to school so he can do what he loves. Joe came up with a very creative, socially responsible idea to paint 22 portraits of everyday people who live in the United States. The other side of the story is who the paintings are about. Immigrants who made the United States their home and are portrayed in their workplaces. This is a remarkable story of not only how to reinvent yourself, but also how you can draw inspiration and originality from people around you. Full disclosure, I happen to be one of the lucky individuals that Joe has chosen to draw in his amazing exhibit. I know I often say this on the podcast, but do not dismiss this episode as there are some very useful nuggets of information you will take away from it, especially if you are considering taking a different direction in your life and you are hesitating to do so. Let's listen to my interview with Joe Burns. Hi Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for, for coming on the show. I know uh, we've been trying to do this uh, for a while and uh, the moment finally finally happened. So uh, would you talk a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself to our listeners and talk a little bit about what you do and who you are? Sure. Um, my name is Joe Burns and I'm a, I'm a painter or a realistic painter. Uh, live in southwest Minneapolis and I have a family there, two kids and a wife and the kids are gone to college now, but uh, I've uh, I've taken up painting the last 15 years or so. I was a commercial artist before for about 17 years, and then I went back to school at a place called the Atelier, and it's a classical realism school of painting. So I went there for four years, and I got out in 2011 and have been painting full-time since. And this is kind of like one uh, a project for me. I started off by after after getting out of school, uh, doing a lot of still lifes and some portraits, but mostly still lifes, and would have shows. And that kind of got me into thinking. Um, you know, I, I was a block captain at the time, and I really like to do portraits. And so one of my first quote kind of projects that I did is I, I got everybody in my neighborhood, 47 people, to come and sit for me for, for uh, four hours. Wow. And I'd get to paint them. And it wasn't a, a finished portrait, but it was a, it, you know, it was a resemblance. It was a good enough painting that, you know, it, it looked good. And it, it not only got me to paint all these people for free because they're, free models for me for sitting down, but it really, it kind of brought the neighborhood together in a way that other neighborhoods haven't, haven't done. It got me to know uh, each neighbor um, a, a little bit more on a personal level. Um, there's lots of, you know, good stories that came out of it. And then at the end of that, which took me about uh, four months, then I had a show and uh, each portrait was uh, a foot by a foot. And so they all got mounted, and all the neighbors showed up, and uh, 
the news did a little story on me and <clears throat> that was kind of my my first project uh, and from there then I I went back to doing still lifes and and such and and then the uh, about four years ago the the Bakken oil was a, a real big story every day there was something new about uh, men and women going out to the Bakken oil fields and and working real hard out there because there's a, a, a oil boom going on out there and so I, uh, in North Dakota in North Dakota okay. yep on the far north west side of North Dakota so it's about a 13-hour drive from here so uh, my boy was on spring break and my he and my my wife they went to Vegas for spring break and I hopped in the truck and I drove 13 hours out to North Dakota in uh, what was it March and it was still snowing at that time and uh, I had a friend that had a house out there, so I had a place to stay. And I I went out there and spent about uh, t two weeks out there at that time. Altogether, I spent about a month and a week going out there and taking lots of pictures, doing lots of drawings and paintings out there. And then I came back to my studio, and I had a uh, about a year to work on these large-scale pictures of the Bakken oil fields. And so I... I was like the only artist that went out there and documented that. Um, so it took me about a year to do. And from there I had a show out in Williston and then back at in Minneapolis here at Capella Tower. And it, it went very good. Unfortunately, I, I went out at the boom, did all my painting during the, the oil boom. And by the time I had my show, it was the bust. So oh, yeah. oil, oil had went from $110 a barrel to $43 a barrel when I had my show. Right. And so, you know, wasn't this, um, I'm going to sell everything that I painted, you know, but I, I sold enough to pay for the show and uh, it worked out. I got, you know, some really good publicity and that led to some commissions later on the next year. And then... Um, Fast forward to um, this project now is it's called uh, Facing America, and it's a uh, it's an exhibition of immigrant portraits, and so <clears throat> I kind of took the the topic that was going on at, about a year and a half ago. Uh, immigration was and and still is a, a very hot topic, and. It just didn't seem like the immigrants that I knew were getting a very fair shake. And our president was, you know, in the right in the middle of it. And he was calling everybody rapist and terrorist. And, you know, we should get rid of all immigrants that, you know, and it just it didn't seem like the immigrants that I knew were uh, were bad people. Matter of fact, all the immigrants that I knew were actually very hardworking, uh, great citizens, and we were we were a land built on immigrants. And I, so I decided to um, paint. I ended up painting twenty-two portraits of immigrants in the workplace, and so that's what that's what my show is about now. Well, yeah, going back to the um, the back and oil fields. 
what uh, what kind of motivated you to want to do that um, uh, the portrait of, of those uh, workers? I guess it was. I love doing portraits, and this was a place where I could get some attention for doing portraits and and uh, outdoor scenes. And it was at the time it was a real hot topic, and I I thought not only can I paint what I love love to paint, but this is kind of way also of it might be get me in the newspaper, it might get me some publicity where you know it's it's like working any job you have to try to make your way up to the top and this is a way for me to get a little of attention and still do what i love to do and, and that was paint and also uh, what you mentioned about uh, this is a good way for uh, getting to know your neighbors getting to know people the community uh, and, and i think that's that's lacking these days where we are we all go about our lives and, and uh, day mm-hmm. in and day out we follow our routines it's not it's not so connected we're not so connected anymore yes we're connected to our family and friends uh, but just connecting to you know, perfect strangers sure doesn't happen quite often unless something pushes us together um, and I think what you do with the portraits is um, you know is a, is a great way to bring communities together and of course you know you're making a living out of it as well can you talk a little bit about your process so how, how do you go from how, how do you draw the, the portraits? Well, in, in school, we learned we did all of our painting from life. So we're really taught to, <clears throat> you weren't really taught how to paint, but you're taught uh, how to look at something. So um, through, through years and years of painting from life, I, I learned how to lose edges, how to bring things forward, how to, you know, key in on, on, a sharp edge to make that pop forward and a, and a faded edge to make it go back. And so, um, my process now for these projects is a a painting probably takes me somewhere in say 40 to 60 hours for a large painting. And most of these people, if not all the people wouldn't come in and pose for me for that long. They got they got lives they got work to do and everything else, and I wanted to capture all these people in their work environment. So what I did is I I went in and I take pictures. Um, There's there's a couple that I did. There's two Moroccan chefs, and uh, they've got just fantastic food. And so I went in and I took a bunch of pictures of them working. And then I, I brought those pictures back and I'd put it on my my computer screen and I would I would go from the computer screen to sketching it out on the canvas and then uh, painting from there. How how large is a large portrait? Um, most of my portraits for this show are thirty six by twenty four. Okay. So they're they're life size portraits. So, in other words, a human head usually is around nine inches. And so that's what they are. I, I tried to paint them as close to, to real as possible. So they're, they're all like three-quarter poses. You know, you won't see like the feet. Most of them are cut off at, at the lap or so. Okay. so. And how do you, how do you generally, the, the, these immigrants that you paint, how do they generally feel about the portrait? 
after you, when you're done painting them? How do you? Well, we'll see because <laughs> no nobody's seen them yet, and that was kind of one thing I wanted to to do with this project. Um, I I didn't want them just to see them online where I posted it because I always think that the paintings look better in person, and you know I, I wanted to have that surprise a little bit for them, and hopefully it's a good surprise. Um, so what I'm going to do is at the show September sixth. Um, at six o'clock until six thirty is a show just for the immigrants, and so they'll they'll come in and they'll get to see their painting for the first time, and hopefully I've done a good enough job that they all recognize themselves. Yeah, no, I'm sure, <laughs> um, I'm sure you have. But so, so yeah, it, it's going to be. Uh, I I I hope it's going to be fun for them to see it for the first time, and it'll be fun for me to see their expression to see if they like their portrait or not. Um, so that, that'll be fun for them, I hope. Yeah. Are, are you going to have any, any cameras or anything to capture their reactions as they see them? Yeah, I'm going to try. I've, I've thought of different things. I thought about maybe unveiling them one at a time, you know, with a cloth. Um, but there's going to be so many people there in a short amount of time. I don't know if I'll be able to do that, but I'm definitely going to have somebody besides myself with, with a camera going around taking pictures, uh, with the with each immigrant with their pit with their painting and mm -hmm. everything else so i i'm hoping that everybody doesn't come in exactly the same time and so i can kind of walk around with each each person and show them their portrait now i know this is as much uh, an artist and, and a, a really portrait story as it is a people story um you've worked closely with these immigrants and are there any takeaways for you? Anything that you, you learned from, from these people? I think the overall takeaway that I've got, and, you know, I haven't got to know each immigrant as much as I would kind of like to. I, I started off by having uh, the first two immigrants come in, and I was going to paint them just in my studio. I was going to have a like a four-hour painting session where I could <clears throat> paint them as a sketch, not the, fin the the final painting. And during that time, I'd be interviewing them and getting their story. But it, it turned out that it's very hard to concentrate on both at the same time. Yeah. So I would, I'd, I'd either be failing at the interviewer or be failing at the painting. You know, it was just, it was a little bit too much, but it was, it was fun. Um, I, I interviewed two people that way and and wrote their stories so each each portrait will alongside the portrait will be a story of that person so each each person has filled out a a questionnaire that i i made and from that questionnaire um then i i kind of weave together their story on how they got here why they came you know if they still eat their the food from their their home country if you know some different questions and Hopefully, and, and most of the time, people came back with at least one little story that you might not have known about them that I, that I tried to tell, um, you know, to get that real human aspect to this, this is who I am. But one of the, th the things that every single immigrant that I painted came across is their work ethic. And so much more even than people that were, I think, born in this country. Um, a, a lot of these people have two, three jobs. 
there a lot of them are sending money back to help people in their home country still um, there there was nobody that was unemployed that that I painted um, and it's not like I turned down people that that were unemployed because you know right. so I think the the overthink all thing for me was you know how hard these people work how how much they want to give to this country and um, we should we should feel lucky that that these people have have chosen to to come here yeah and, and I think that's that's a good point in that I I, I know of only of a few countries where they don't have immigrants. Uh, I mean, whether you're talking Europe or, or the United States or really anywhere. Uh, and I think for the most part, uh, especially the U.S., when I first came to the U.S., as you know, I am also an immigrant. Um, and I came to the U.S. in 1997. I landed in New York, and the first thing I saw uh, that impressed me when I landed in New York was really the, the variety. Uh, the melting pot, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I came from from a country where everyone was black for the most part. Right. Um, you know, if if you were Caucasian or even Asian American, you were the minority. Yeah. Uh, everyone else is black. So when I landed in New York and I saw you know Asian Americans and African Americans and and Caucasians and just all types of races, I was really uh, I was in awe. I almost saw like the divine infusion of 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 variety and diversity and how we can look different and act different and come from different backgrounds and still be able to live together and and uh, go about our lives yeah right so everyone has the same thing that they are aspiring for families and they have children they have people they care about um, and essentially I guess what I'm trying to say that we are different but we are the same in in our core oh yeah um, so so that's why you know when you know when when I heard about this your project I, I was really interested in, in well not only talking about it but also being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you managed um, to? I mean, it takes a lot of patience to to paint portraits. Uh, I I took a class in in college uh, to to kind of you know, paint a portrait of the yeah. Mona Lisa, kind of do a copy of oh, it. Oh sure. And it was hard. So yeah. How do you manage to 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 stay patient and uh, and not lose your interest in what you're uh, drawing. I guess it's probably just the, you know, loving to do something so much that, um, you know, if it, if it was something that I really didn't want to do, <clears throat> I could lose interest pretty quick. But it's something I, you know, you try to improve all the time. You try to, you're, you that that first day it's like it might go great, and then that second day you just might not be painting as well and all of a sudden the 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 portrait can just fall apart on you really quick you know you you know it's it's always easy to you might be painting an eye and you might have that eye perfect and then you notice it's in the wrong spot it's off by a quarter inch and so it's like you have to wipe that back down and and paint it again you know um so you just have to it's a it's a love for what you're doing that that keeps you going, and you know these are going to be, especially with the portraits, they're they're going to be shown to people, and they have to look like that person, mm-hmm. and so it can't just be an interpretation the way I paint anyhow. Right. It can't just be an interpretation of what I think somebody looks like. This is, you know, it's it's got to be pretty much spot on. Otherwise, 
you're you're going to be told that it's not looking like that person. Right. It's not caricature. It's more you're, right. You're really doing real life portraits, and I'm, I'm looking at the the cards that you have. Uh, so you have these. Um, what is it? Uh, three by by six or something. Five by seven. Five, uh, five by seven, something like that. Yeah, yeah, five by seven cards. I'm looking at it right now, uh, holding it in my hand, and. Uh, uh, there's a portrait of one of the immigrants. Yeah, Victor uh, Sanchez. He's from Mexico. Victor Sanchez, yeah. And I mean, this looks like a photo, literally, and, and but it's painted. Um, so uh, it's it's amazing to see the, the how real it looks um, to, to see this. Now, you say that you, you said that you've been doing this for a while and you actually get commissions um, yeah. done. There may be people listening who actually may be interested in, in following in your footsteps sure. and being artists. Um, and I know when you come out of college and you go to art school or um, any degrees along those lines, people tell you, well, there's, you can't make money doing this. Um, the, what would you say? And they are right. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to someone who would be interested in, in doing this uh, for a living? I would say, you know, I was I was very lucky and still am very lucky today that I had I have a wife that has a terrific job and when I wanted to go back to school um for 4 years she completely supported that idea. And uh maybe she was thinking that I'd make some money someday, but um she completely supported the idea and supports it still today um but it's it's got to be a passion you have to uh because it it's not going to come easy you know the the money especially is not going to come easy you have to really love what you do um and then try to be the best that you can at it yeah but there's there's hundreds and thousands of good artists out there you have to find a way to to market yourself just like there's but there's hundreds and thousands of good mathematicians out there too yeah. you can't let that stop you um you know the school i went to the atelier it's in in minneapolis uh, there's also a, another fantastic school up in in duluth um jeff larson and brock larson run that school and so if you know if anybody's interested those are two schools around here that i would really highly recommend um well i i I love that name atelier because you know it's uh, french for uh basically workshop or shop so i i like that name um but yeah i think what you're saying about you know it doesn't come easy it it takes work um and how, how do you go how did you go about getting your first um paid commission or when did you first get paid doing this um you know i always i had shows i would paint uh, still lifes and um i would have shows for that would be in different places uh, maybe coffee shops maybe uh, there's vinaigrette put on a show for me there's a couple other places and so you know i'd maybe have 30 35 still life paintings and you know, maybe a good show, I might sell 15 to 20 of them. Um, and so I could make, you know, some money that way. Mm-hmm. Um, some shows, you know, you'd sell five and you'd right. go, you know, what am I doing? You know, but um, so I did that. And then after my, my show at uh, for the Bakken oil fields, I got commissioned 
to do three paintings for the Viking Stadium. Oh, wow. Um, so I have those that are on permanent display at the Viking Stadium, so I got commissioned for that. And then the uh, Minnesota Masons uh, found me through, you know, an article that was written about me about the Bakken. And so they were building a new historical museum out there in, in Bloomington, which is beautiful. And so they commissioned me to do five portraits of of past people that that were there and a couple other paintings for them. So I, I got that work. Uh, and another person had called me up and liked my style of painting. And so uh, he commissioned me to do some portraits for him. And so, but like this last year, I haven't really been out there looking for commissions just because I've been so busy with with these. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, my one of my biggest hopes on this is that people recognize me as a portrait artist and they can go to my my website which is uh, joetburns.com. Yeah, we'll make sure to put that in the in the show notes. Yeah. And you know, I have my still lifes, I have plein air, all my paintings are on my website and you know, if they'd like to commission me to do a painting, I'd be I'd be more than happy to to help them out on that situation. So yeah, you talked about how, how you, that you're busy doing this project. How long does it take you normally to do a full-on project? Uh, well, this one took me. I started in April of last year, so it took me about a year and almost a year and a half or so, a year and four or five months. The Bakken project took me. I started it in March and had my show in June. So it took me about a year and two months. Okay. Um, because because I, um, not only did I do all the paintings, but then I had to build all the frames and, you know, get all the media stuff lined up and everything else. So everything takes a little longer than you think. Yeah, no, I, I my wife does... Um, uh, glass on glass mosaic uh, and uh, as we sit here I'm looking at our living room that she has <laughs> taken even though she has her yeah. own studio so I, I I know that you know it takes a lot of there's a lot of materials and, and, and stuff that you have to put together uh, before you even start you know working on the art piece or right. thing. so so that, and I think that's what sometimes people miss seeing where they just see the finished portrait and they don't sometimes appreciate or realize how much work it takes all right yeah and you know even even just the the price of everything you know you you're you're putting 40 or 60 hours into a portrait you know you have to charge well enough to make that worth your worth your time yeah no that that makes sense and 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 I think having people exposed to projects like this, and, and, and this one is, is, at least for me, near and dear to, to me because of uh, the fact that it's, it's focused on, on immigrants specifically. You know, I'm a firm believer that uh, people should, should uh, take, on, take responsibility for their lives and, and work hard mm-hmm. um, to, to make a living and, and prove that they are worth, and they tend to overdo it sometimes, which... Uh, which explains why a lot of them worked two jobs. Yeah. I did too. I worked two, two or three jobs at times. Um, it, it, it just means that, you know, some people are really here to, to contribute, to, to do their best. Uh, and of course, um, I, yes, immigration, just like abortion and, and, and anything else, is very controversial. Oh, no, sure. 
but what I want us, what I want people to focus on is just you know the 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 stories of these people because it can motivate us and and push us to to be better and and do better and see uh, the people in them. Yeah, one of the things that one of the reasons I did this was was because I I knew these people were immigrants, you know, all around me, and I wanted I wanted you to come into the show, and um. And say, oh, I know that person, or I know a person like that, or I I work with a person like that, and realize that these are immigrants. These are these. This is what makes up the United States. It's a, a country of immigrants, and you know, I I just think that they're getting this terrible rap right now, um, and it's mostly political that that it's happening. But you know, we we need to. You know, I, I don't want to get into too much too much politics of this because yeah. I'm I'm doing it more of a humanitarian type of thing rather than a political thing. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, and and you you have um, one of the uh, the immigrants that you're doing a portrait of is Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. who is um, uh, became very popular actually on the national scene. She's a politician. She's an immigrant uh, from East Africa. Um, so that uh, that's exciting uh, to have someone that's making first and making history really in in the in the project. Yeah, I'm excited about having her. Um, you know, I was at a, a Super Bowl party and ran into um, ran into somebody that knew somebody, and I, you know, they asked me what I did, and I said, "Oh, I'm a I'm doing this project," and they said, "Well, I work with." Uh, with Ilhan Omar and and from there I said well can I get her contact and you know a couple phone calls later and all of a sudden she's in agreeing to do the to do the uh, the portrait and be part of the project and uh, so you know very happy that especially that she won the primary a couple weeks ago and I think she's probably on her way to becoming a a US congresswoman so that's fantastic but I don't. I don't really look at her as like the star of the show. Right. I look at every single person that's in this show um, as the star of of, the, of this show. Uh, I've got five kids that I really didn't get their story that much because I went in. I I have a classmate, Chris Parker, that is a teacher in a at a school in Minneapolis, and so she invited me into her classroom, and it it was mostly immigrant kids and. Um, so I took a picture of five of them. I think it's uh, two girls and, and three boys. They're about third grade or something like that. And so I got a big picture of that. Cutest kids ever. And uh, so, you know, you haven't asked yet on something like this, but hopefully like that painting, will uh, I'll try to maybe donate it to the school or something like that. Because, yeah, um, so, you know, what? What am I going to do with 22 portraits in my studio after the show? But um, so yeah, I'll I'll find interesting things to do with some of the paintings. Yeah, no, that that's great, right? Right now, you you mentioned earlier that uh, this is going to be unveiled um, at the Capella Tower on um, on September the sixth, which is yes. Thursday, um, and um, so people would have a chance to actually go see it. Um, and uh, is there going to be any 
Uh, is this going to be anywhere else online or uh, just? I will have it on my website um, starting September 6th, just because I didn't, uh, I don't know if I had mentioned this yet, but no, none of the, the, the immigrants have seen their portraits. So I didn't want to put them online before the show. So uh, the day of the show, my, my website will go live. Um, so they'll be able to see it on there. Uh, the show runs until October 31st. And so it's on. It's in the second floor skyway of the Capella Tower, right outside the Star Tribune. Um, it's got their offices there. So I think that the skyway is probably open from seven to five every day. Um, okay. And then I, it's open on weekends too, so you can always, you know, walk by for for two months. I don't know after the show. I'm probably going to be looking for. Um, other places that would maybe like to host host the show and put it up someplace. But I'm not in talks with anybody yet. Yeah, so this is, uh, yeah, it's one of those exhibits where once it's uh, revealed, and I, I like that you're doing an early reveal where you're not showing the immigrants the portrait, yeah. they're seeing it for the first time as they come into the uh, the, the first day of the event. Right. right. Uh, it's kind of like um, for authors when they do a book reveal where sure. you know, they just suddenly show it to people and people get excited by it. Uh, is there anything else you would want to say or want people to, to consider or think about? I guess just coming into to seeing uh, art, you know, it's it's important that you, I think that you go out and, and see live art whether it's it's uh music or or painting or plays or whatever it is you know get away from your computer screen or tv screen for a while and get out when and uh get get to know some people you know get to know some immigrants get to know people on your block there's probably a person or two on your block that is an immigrant you know go up and introduce yourself and and get to know somebody that doesn't look like you I think I think we'd all be better because of it. Yeah, and I think uh, this month, uh, well, in August, uh, we're recording this in, in at the end of August here almost, and uh, we just had a national night out where people are really very motivated to go meet with their neighbors. You know, yeah. you know who's my neighbors? Um, who lives next door to me? And I think this is a good continuation of that. Just uh, having a an understanding of who is around you. Um, and generally, at least in my experience, when you've had a chance to to meet someone, talk to them in person, and just learn a little bit about who they are, um, where, they, where they come from, you tend to be a little more understanding. Oh, yeah. Um, and with that understanding comes a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of um, uh, good relationship building in the community. Uh, and I'm all for anything that's positive and that helps improve the community. I think we'll, we'll before we wrap up here. Uh, I I do have the the card. I'll definitely put that on the website along with the podcast. Okay, so great. You can see it. And um, uh, again, the show is on uh, Thursday, September the sixth. September the sixth at there's a private reception for the immigrants uh, between six and six thirty. And then so basically, if you go to the Capella Tower in Minneapolis, the show will be from six thirty p.m. to nine p.m. and it will be open to the public. I think you did a fantastic job from, from what I can tell and, and thank you for, for including me in this uh, and uh, I am uh, you know I'm honored to be part of this and, and, and to help um, so thank you very much any final thoughts? No I, I really appreciate you uh, 
get me on this podcast. I think it's it was it was fun painting you, and um, I hope you enjoy your portrait. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure I will, so thank, thank you very much. much. Thank, thank you. you. All right, that was my interview with Joe Burns, talking about his project on immigrants called Facing America. The project is still on display at the Capella Tower until October 31st, 2018 in Minneapolis. So if you happen to be in the area, make sure you check it out. Otherwise, you can go on Joe's website to see the portraits that he created at joetburns.com. That's joetburns.com. And I will add a link in the show notes so you can check it out. Now, this goes to show that it is never too late to go after your passion, change directions in life, or reinvent yourself. I know sometimes when we are at a point in our lives where we feel like we've lived for so long and we've done so much and we are too old to do things. Don't don't have that frame of mind. It is always a matter of, of courage and it's always a matter of taking action to make your dreams come true, no matter how old you are, no matter where you are in life, and no matter where you live. Now, before I let you go, I wanted to remind you that I created a Facebook coaching group specifically for the podcast. This is a place where I post videos and give tips and advice about career and life strategies And it is, of course, completely free. The group is meant to be an extension of the podcast and a place where you can connect with like-minded people and like-minded listeners. So head on over to Facebook and join the Career and Life Coaching Group. I will add a link as well to the group at the bottom of this episode. Thank you very much for remaining loyal and listening to the podcast. I know that you have a lot of listening choices when it comes to podcasts. And I can't thank you enough for continuously spreading the word and allowing me to help inspire more and more people. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope to see you again next week for another episode. Until then, please stay safe and motivated. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog posts at omarjang.com. 